0: Hello and welcome to episode 86 of Fergo on the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew RLP. And joining me once again is League Freak, who you can find on Twitter at League Freak.
1: How are you going there, mate? I'm pretty good, Andrew. I hope you're all really well today as well. Yeah, I'm going pretty well. What's That's been going good. on? Uh, what, my major purchase, my second major purchase arrived today. So I've been playing with that um, and I'm I want to do a a video with it. So hopefully that'll be coming in the next week or so. All right, I will just let everyone know stress here
0: that it is PG.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You'll be able to sit down and watch it with the children.
0: Yeah. It is suitable for work too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now there has been some big news today, which we thought we, we have to discuss.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it's something we maybe brought up might happen a couple of months ago.
0: Indeed. Indeed we did. So a
1: news story came out today that Israel Folau is set to make
0: his shock return to rugby league and it was going to be via Tonga and Tonga came out and said that um, they pretty much said that he's been approved to play for Tonga in the international test matches, but he won't be able to play in the nines because the nines is run by the NRL Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the NRL via Peter Beattie have said that he won't be welcome in the game. Peter Beattie does leave in a month, two months yeah, time, something too like long. that. Yeah, yeah. Um and Peter Beattie's also on the board for the R L I F. Um Now, the R L I F have released a statement today as well. And it's it's very brief. It just says the Rugby International Federation is aware of a media release issued by Tonga National Rugby League stating that Israel Folau has been approved by the RLIF to represent Tonga in international matches. That statement is incorrect. The RLIF has not been formally asked to consider this matter. The RLIF will not be commenting further on this situation at this stage. So don't go around thinking that um, this has been completely kiboshed. It just means that Tonga's jumped the gun and said it's been a, it's official.
1: Mm. Possibly to test the waters and see if they get some support for it. Yeah, and you've got to remember that all of the Tongan star players, and, and not just the stars, I think it's uh, something like 30 or 40 players, have said that they're not going to turn out for Tonga unless um, a couple of the board members stand down because they're not happy with how the money's been handled um, by the Tongan Rugby League board. And so this was seen as a bit of an, uh, an end-around move by the Tongan board getting Falau on board and then uh, basically having that star power themselves. Uh, the headline on the NRL website says that the RLIF is likely to block Falau's rugby league return for Tonga. If they do that, I've, I see no grounds for that whatsoever. I can't work out one single reason. I can understand if a commercial entity like the National Rugby League decides that they don't want to deal with that, that issue. But if the Tongan National Rugby League board decides that they're happy to have Folau play for them, I don't see how anybody can stand in their way from naming him. This is, this is a thing, and it's because has
0: not actually committed any crime and he's not broken any um, rules within Rugby League as far as bringing the game into disrepute. No, not he's, at all. He's done nothing bad to Rugby League whatsoever.
1: He's done so, nothing illegal whatsoever. He's, you know, he like, I just don't understand. What grounds would they be able to ban him under? Like, the thing if is they too, can't is... ban him because Peter Beattie said so, it's like, well, that's right. who the hell's Peter Beattie in Tonga? Yeah. The thing too is, and this is something that
0: the RLIF and the NRL should take on board, is they have the the position of power here Mm because they can say to Folau, okay, you know what? We can help you get your career back, but you need to do some stuff for us. Mm Folau's going to go, either I don't play football or I play the game they want me to. And the game they want him to is just say, you can have your religious beliefs, you can believe whatever you want just don't share it on social media don't go public with it you can go to church we don't even care if people you know take footage of you speaking your sermons at church that's in private building that's not public that's not as anyone within an nrl capacity that's you in your private time in a private place um we don't even mind if that happens but don't go on social media don't go in front of a microphone in an interview with anyone and say things that can be taken the wrong way. That's it. Mm. And Flau's going to say, hmm, I can either just be quiet or I can sit here and not play any football and not earn any more money. Rugby yeah. League has the, has all the power there. They can just sit there and make that decision. And I guarantee you, I think he'd come around and say straight away, yep, no worries, I'll do what you want.
1: I think he would too. And the other thing is as well that like, the NRL has sex offenders running around, they have people that have bashed men, bashed women, you know, there's a lot of people that have done things that are playing rugby league today, like mm-hmm. actually physically done things. Yep. Now Israel Flaas, like, posted some shitty stuff on uh, on Instagram, but... You know, I would I would suggest that doing physically attacking other people is way way higher up the list of things that I would not want in the game uh, compared to putting up shitty things on on Instagram. And so I just don't understand the double standard here, and especially when it's I mean, Tongan, the Tongan rugby league stands on its own feet. You know, they they're not overseen by Australian rugby league's uh, board or anything like that. And if I was a Tongan rugby logo, I'd tell the Australian Rugby League Commission to mind its own business.
0: Yeah, I'm. Um, have the ARLC been involved in this? As far as I'm concerned, it looks. I mean, I've not read too much into it. I'm of the impression that Tonga's just come out and said he's going to play, and our life has said mm, we haven't discussed that yet. You haven't told us yet.
1: Well, makes a question. <clears throat> and look, the. The Rugby League International Federation, I have no time for them personally, myself. I think that they're a paper tiger. I think they're a letterhead. I think that they're a junket. Um, You know, they meet in Singapore. It's just ridiculous. So I've got no time for them at all. And so to see any of them trying to throw their weight around to stop an emerging nation from selecting a player who wants to play for them, I find is quite quite ridiculous because this same Rugby League International Federation has no problems rubber stamping when England or Australia or New Zealand wants to steal a player from any other nation. And it seems like they make all of these other teams jump through hoops and they ignore them when it's convenient, things like that. Um, I just don't like it. I think that Tonga, if I was Tonga, you know, I'd say look, fill our plays and, and look, I'm a stubborn bastard. I'd say fill our plays for us so we don't turn up anywhere and see how that's gonna work with your schedules.
0: Yeah, as I said, I I don't see any reason why he can't play. I mm. and I'm saying this, I don't agree with what he said. No. But all he did was say something. Yeah. You know. There's been far worse go on and been forgiven. You know. Maybe, I'll put this to you as an idea, maybe Israel Folau needs Rugby League to help him um, rehabilitate from the comments that he made.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. It it worked for Matt Lodge, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if Matt Lodge needs to rehabilitate by playing football, uh, then, you know, it can work for Israel Folau as well. And we're not condoning anything he said. But damn, I would rather someone say mean things to me than bash me. Yeah, it it, it doesn't really seem like a no it's a no brainer. <laughs> mm, yeah,
0: it's uh, yeah. I I don't I don't get the the angst. And to be honest, I don't even know if most of the media, uh, most of the public, are really that concerned. Like the minute he comes out and plays his first game for Tonga and he scores two or three tries and he's, mm. he looks like he's genuinely happy to be representing them and he's doing work to help them grow the game,
1: mm-hmm. I think people forget the crap pretty yeah. pretty quickly. I agree with you. And especially when it's, as we say, it's not like, and there are players that we watch every week and you sort of, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you see them succeeding on, the, on such a high level in the NRL. Um, you know Israel Flair, you cannot like him. That's fine, but it's not like you're watching him and you're thinking, "Well, this guy's a sex offender," or "This guy bashed someone in the off season." You know, it's mm. a very, very different scenario. So yeah, I, look, if he come back to rugby league, you, you know, I wouldn't really have any problems with it. Um, if he come back via Tonga, I wouldn't have any problems with it. And you can be sure that as soon as he got his foot in the door somewhere, there'd be a bunch of NRL clubs that would be thinking to themselves, well, he can play for Tonga, he can play for us as well. And, uh, I mean, wouldn't Brisbane love to call him up? They'd love to have him in their side for next year. to take a lot of pressure off of a lot of people at that club if they could sign for Lauer.
0: Certainly would.
1: Um, besides, the other thing I
0: was going to get onto before is how do we know that Flowers' comments aren't um, agreed to by a lot of other rugby players, but they just don't go in public with it. Like, if there's, if there's like, 20 test players that are playing in the NRL and they all have exactly the same views that Israel Folau does, but they never go public with it, how come they're allowed to play but Flaw isn't, given that they've all got the same opinions? The only difference is Flaw was brave slash dumb enough to go public with it mm. but you can't be you can't be denying him the right to do something based on his beliefs if there's other people in the game with the same beliefs
1: yeah, it's it's a weird situation i mean this idea that all of these players sort of sing from the same hymn sheet is is kind of weird you know there's but, uh, there's most certainly players in the nrl that have some really really shitty ideas about life the 100 just because that's how it works in society and uh you know they just keep it the, their ideas to themselves um you know and if falau wants to come out and share his ideas well fair enough you cop whatever you cop from it but i just i don't see it as being worse than the things that players have been forgiven for and i use the word forgiven because that's what the game does it forgives shitty people for shitty acts and we've seen rugby league types embrace you know scumbags quite honestly and and embrace them and wanted to fast track them into rep teams and stuff like that meanwhile someone like Falau says something stupid and for some reason, it's the worst. It's worse than all the other stuff. It, it makes no sense to me. And and I I kind of hope that he ends up playing for Tonga. Yeah,
0: in the end, we're learning that bigotry is the biggest crime you can make as a as a footballer.
1: Yeah, maybe he should go out and just you know like get caught speeding or something. <laughs> you know, then he's then he's got a reason. He can come back and say, like, oh, listen. I was drinking, I was speeding, it's, I lost my license, and then somebody will say, oh, yeah, Israel, we need to bring you in. Poor guy. He's $750,000, and it's rehab for you. It's like, come on, man. I, I just, I, I find it, I, I can't wrap my head around this situation. I really can't. I, I find it like uh, it, it doesn't line up for me. Well, speaking of people who have said really dumb things. Mm-hmm.
0: Sam Burgess has escaped a suspension after calling the NRL judiciary a kangaroo court, and he's mm-hmm. received a suspended $10,000 fine, which means so long as he doesn't do anything stupid, I think verbally, mm-hmm. um, he doesn't have to pay anything. It's... I... First of all, I think this is pathetic penalty yep i think they should have hit him with the actual ten thousand dollar fine
1: yeah so do i and i think that um yeah it was interesting that he he mentioned the word kangaroo court he was sorry that he called it that because and you were right on top of this because to me it was just a throwaway like phrase but it's obviously it means a lot to these people that uh, having their this process and the integrity of themselves questioned using that phrase, um. So it was interesting that they, he made an, uh, a point about apologising for saying that. But yeah, the ten thousand suspended ten thousand dollar fine. I mean, that's a bit. It's, it's not even a slap on the wrist, you know. They've basically sat down and said, "We're not going to fine you, but we want you to put out a press release apologizing. I think that he's probably very, very lucky that the judiciary members didn't want to go further with it more than anything. Um, And it's something that the players really need to be aware of that um, when you start questioning uh, the judiciary members and the process and all that sort of stuff, you are walking into a legal minefield and you know, they should just Google Craig Bellamy and what happened with him a few years ago in that regard.
0: Yeah, you don't want to start making accusations against people who have got actual law degrees.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, especially when you're a footballer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: who's um yeah, he's not he's not he's not the sharpest spoon in the
1: drawer, is he? No. Nah. No, uh, he's he's about on my level, you know. He's just a he's a high functioning idiot, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying I'm right there with him. I'm not I'm not putting myself on a pedestal. I'm right there with him. He's uh yeah, very very lucky boy. Yeah, hopefully he just like he just chills with that stuff and just focuses on the football. Hopefully he comes out and he plays his best game of the season on the weekend because uh. That's what the bunnies need out of him. It is. It is. Now, uh, what else we have here? We have Graham Annesley.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes. You can mm. listen to this one. What's Graham Annesley got up to this week? It's, it's Monday. He's due to do something
1: stupid. Um, what's what's out he got? The, yeah, he's pulled out the old uh, PowerPoint presentation. He's got uh-huh. the overhead projector out, you know. He's got his little laser pointer out, and he suggested that – he basically came out and said the Jake Trebojevich 10-minute uh, sin binning was correct. But at Good. the same time, he said that, you know, they'll consider bringing in a five-minute sin binning no. in NRL. I know. It's so dumb. It's so oh. stupid. The five-minute sin bin was ruled to be completely
0: ineffective in 1991. Mm-hmm. How do they figure that it is now worthwhile again? They decided that it was is pointless in 9 because it wasn't a strong enough penalty. Like There were so many simbinings going on for five minutes that players weren't getting the message. So they went, let's scrap it and just have 10 minutes. Maybe that'll work. And slowly but surely over time, it started to have an impact.
1: Yeah. And it's supposed to be a deterrent. It's yeah. not just a penalty. Yeah, he said uh, some of his quotes are interesting. So these are all from Graham. Honestly, he said there may be a case to introduce five minutes for some offences. I can see an argument for that. I'm open to it. Absolutely, I agree that everything is not the same. We used to have five minutes in in bins quite a long time ago, and the reasons why we went away from that were because there were claims of inconsistency. They were there were similar cases where one would get five minutes in the bin and other cases where w- one would get 10 minutes of the bin. In order to try and be more consistent, we stuck with the 10. You'd have to define very closely what those offences are. So you do- And it's just like, it's, now it turns into gibberish, you know, because it's like, now he wants to fucking heap more crap onto the referees, which he will no doubt bring up in his PowerPoint presentations. It's like, just ten's fine, 10 works. You know what's wrong with this mm.
0: is part of the problem we've got with the our yeah you know, the the media and the people with referees is mm. that referees have discretion, yeah, and people don't like that. Mm-hmm. So one referee may think that what Trebovich did deserved to be a penalty. Another may think it's worth ten in the bin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, how does bringing in another penalty type into that? Discretion rule mm-hmm. make things Better the problem is the fact That they're either issuing a penalty Or they're issuing a 10 minute sim bin How does throwing a 5 minute sim bin in there make Things better like that's just The third option which is just It just makes the Contentious uh, Matters even more contentious So like, how come this one was worth 5 minutes and that one Was worth 10 minutes for this bloke just like he Said in the past he explains Why 5 minute Sim bins were removed and it's still the reason today. Like, if you had them in there, you bring them back, you're going yeah. to have that exact same problem happen again. So why
1: bring it back? Exactly. Like, he's already foreshadowed what will happen. <laughs> and he's like, but even so, even though we worked out it was a bad uh, idea, I'm thinking it It really is. He needs to shut up, eh? Like, he uh. needs to... It, the NRL didn't need to come out and say that that Simbining was correct. Because it was just correct. It was, like, by the letter of the law. And all he's doing is undermining the game. He needs to shut up. You know what he's doing? He is is yielding to everything the fucking media suggests.
0: And everything the media suggests is gibberish crap. The media only suggests five-minute sin bins. Not because they think it's going to help the game, but because it means that there's going to be more contention and more articles for
1: them to write next year.
0: That's all it is.
1: Can you imagine if they brought in a a five-minute sin bin for say uh, it can, continued infractions when you're defending your own line, like the teams will just do the numbers and they'll work out whether you just give away those five-minute sim bins and just slow the play the balls down, and you know, it, it, and it's going to end up with players playing for it. It it's, it makes no no sense at all. He, he needs it a... to stop trying to justify his existence there at the NRL and just cop the money. If he cop the money and just shut up, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, and actually focus on helping the referees get better. Yeah. And I that think the way to do that is for him to shut up and let them get on with the job. Yeah. Yeah, step
0: out of NRL HQ. Get out on the field with them. Actually work with them. Train with them. Give them ideas on how to get better. Show them the spreadsheets. Don't show them to the
1: media. Yeah. Oh, like... he's He's infuriating. He really is. It's terrible. It's really it's, terrible for the game. It's the sort of crap that I expect from
0: the, from um, you know, mainstream media outlets. Mm. Let's let's overanalyze the one part of the game that doesn't need it and explain why this is
1: killing rugby league. He's well, doing for, all their work for him. Yeah, and do you know there is only one place in the entire world where someone sits down and breaks down the referee's bad calls. And that's Graham, Annesley with his Mm -hmm. PowerPoint presentation. It is absolutely ridiculous. He needs to stop it. Yeah, I'm sick of that.
0: Five minutes in I mean, the problem you're going to get with that is the team that's lost the player, when they get their first set, that is going to be one of the slowest sets ever. Yeah. If they can drag a set out for two minutes, they will. Because, bam, there's half the the, um, time gone. And then they'll be holding down in the ruck and they'll slow the play the ball down. I don't care if they give away two or three penalties in a row because by the time that set's finally completed, their players back on the field.
1: Yeah, I mean, one really slow set and a scrum that you just amble on over to. And I know they've got the shot clock, but there's ways to slow down that scrum even outside the shot clock. And yeah. uh, you know, The shot just clock only starts
0: pick. from when one side sets, doesn't it? So you can just walk yeah.
1: over as slow as you want. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, it, it's, you know, I reckon you could do two and a half minutes if you really did it well, um, you know, and th- then by the time you got the ball back on the next set, if you're able to keep them out for one set, you got your guy running back on the field, like yeah. five minutes, it, it just is not the deterrent. No, nah, it uh, serves zero
0: purpose. Yeah. I mean we've been debating that 10 minutes is is probably needs to be looked at to be made probably longer.
1: Yeah, like if if it worked, if 10 minutes, you know, if there were instances, but at the same time I'm just I'm also happy with it just being a flat 10. Like Likewise. It's, you know, it's that would just be I mean if they made it all 15 minutes, that I'd rather that than have some that were 15, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying, like, instead of having 10 minutes, we expend it out to 15. That yeah. way it becomes a proper okay. penalty. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to have two different bin types. No, no. That's just stupid. It just brings more dramas onto the referees. And it's they just, really it's... don't need it. And he, he lived through, you know, the, the inconsistencies of the five minutes and 10 minutes. How does he think it's a good idea now? I just
1: don't understand how he fucking thinks sometimes. Yeah. He needs to just – he needs to chill, cop the money, find his office, put his feet up, and just, you know, ring up the referees and say, he's doing a good job <laughs> every day. That's all yeah. he needs to do. Yeah.
0: Um, now, there is talk, too, that um, – I think we might mention this. Will Chambers' career is now apparently up in the air after getting benched last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've said a few times now that we thought that he's probably going to be told to move on at the end of the year Mm -hmm. because he's, I think the storm have got every ounce out of him and he's not getting better. Yep. And I think that move kind of,
1: kind of summed it up pretty well. Yeah. It's like, I mean what we saw on the weekend with him, it it just felt like they'll, Uh, a coach that had made the decision that he's going to give him one last run. And it's, you know, Craig Bellamy's pretty cutthroat in that sense. Um, I can't see them being able to carry him on the bench at all. You just can't, especially against the Roosters, like you'd want to have probably four forwards on the bench against the Roosters. Um, And yeah, they played so well with him, not playing in the centres. So I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play again this year for them. Or maybe he, I mean, if there's an injury or something, he might come into their grand final team if they made the grand final. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't play for the Storm again. And, you know, we'd see. I mean, he is a very experienced centre. Um, you know, there'd be some teams that would be just looking at his experience and thinking, man, we'd love to have that on board. But... I think his days as a player, he reminds me a little bit of Darius Boyd towards the end of not this season, but the previous season where it just seemed as though his legs were gone. And it happens to every single player. It happened to Clive Churchill. Um, you can't stop father time. And he's had a great career. He's had a fantastic career. I bet he's, he's done more in his career than he ever expected to. He's been a great player at every single level. And um, but it, it comes to the comes to the end of the road for every player. Yep, absolutely.
0: Um, See, so yeah, I I don't know if he if he find another home at another NRL club. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think anyone would take him on. Mm-hmm. But I do think he'd probably get an extra two or three years if he wanted to go over to England.
1: Yeah, he probably would. I mean, he'd he'd be. I don't know how we would go over there in turn, you know, he might go over there as a second rower or something. Well, um, they do that over there anyway. They, they make all their all this
0: centres play in the back row. It
1: And it – you know, I don't – it depends what club he went to. I think that he'd just be really good for his experience. And that the other thing that people forget is that he went and played rugby union for a little while as well. Mm. um and so that that sort of world experience that sort of not just rugby league experience but he's done a few different things um that would be good for some teams just to have somebody around that has a different perspective on the game and things like that so i think that he could definitely get around somewhere else but i i think it's only in certain scenarios
0: catalan dragons
1: well yeah and how many players go to catalan dragons and you know, I mean, look at Steve Menzies. He went over there and played until he was what forty one, forty two. Greg Bird's retiring at the end of this year. Yeah, he'd, he'd have to be thirty nine, thirty eight, thirty nine,
0: something like that. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's um, I think they'd be able to they'd be able to afford him too. I know they've got Maloney coming, but um, I don't know that they've got too many huge names that they're paying over there now, especially with Bird leaving. Yeah, so they could probably afford to get Will Chambers over there.
1: Yeah, and he'd be a, a pretty good buy for them, you know. And um, yeah, that'd be a pretty good club for him. Maybe you should get you should be his manager, eh? Get on or, the phone for him, make a few calls. Or he could probably go over and play for
0: Toulouse because he'd be in um, in Championship.
1: That'd be cruisy for someone of his caliber. Oh, he'd smash him. He'd, yeah. he'd smash him. Tell you what, what if he went over to to Toronto? Yeah. That'd be handy signing for Toronto. Certainly would be. Certainly
0: would be. Um, Toronto's one of those too. they've got a, a bloody good pack. Yeah. Um, And a lot of those English sides, they've, they've built a pretty decent pack and not worried so much about the back line. And I think Toronto sort of falls into that category a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have bad backs for the comp over there, but they're, they're Forwards are far better than their backs.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'd be a, a classy signing for them, and you know, it's the sort of play that has shown that he will take a punt and and try something different. So yeah, that might mm. be somewhere where he's eyeing off. I there's a player that's leaving Toronto. It might be um, Ashton Sims is retiring. It's yeah. There's another one. There was a halfback, uh, McCrone. McCrone, that's it. Yeah, I think he was leaving. I saw he was leaving I, about I a month you, ago. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so they they should have some some uh, space there to work with in terms of imports and stuff. So yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. We we picked that Falau might get a run for uh Tonga. Let's see if we're right on with him going to Toronto. Be <laughs> <laughs>
0: definitely
1: interesting to see how it all goes. Could you imagine if Israel Falau played for Toronto?
0: Yeah,
1: there's an idea we haven't thought up. Huh? Damn play him at full back, he'd rip he'd rip it up. Jesus Christ. That would be so good.
0: Now, see, I'd like to see him go and play for one of those French sides. I yeah, think there'd to, be nothing better, better than Catalan. to see to see, say, Catalan
1: mm-hmm. win
0: the Super League grand
1: final. It would be amazing. I tell you what, and and you know, the French, they don't care. Like you know, if anybody says, oh, you but what about their off field stuff? French are like, we don't, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah.
0: The French are like, what matters to us is the W column.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you deliver that, she'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, it'd be huge. That'd be absolutely huge. Well, yeah. plenty going <laughs> on there. Yeah. Good, good quick episode. We needed to get one out. There we go. That's what she said. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> um any emails yeah we actually had one from chris uh who gave us that great idea for the wingers one i haven't read through it yet i just know that we've got it um so i'll read through that uh when we finish up here but that's the only one that we've got the other one is a a spam email. <laughs> oh, what's a spam one?
0: Ah, we, should, it says, we, should, uh,
1: we should read out the spam ones. Yeah, it says, Hello, MP3s, Club Music for DJs. More information, that blah, 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 blah. It says, Download O Day slash MP3s, Private Server for DJs, Electronica Musica. So, would, would they, I'm sold. I'm going to give they, them my credit card details right now.
0: Oh, I was going to say, would they be able
1: to work with some MP3s of our episodes and turn them into dance tracks? That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Can you imagine the sick beats that were put to our like, you know, us talking about it. Well, they could take the Trent Barrett episode mm. and turn that into a techno track. That would be amazing. By the way, you just dated yourself calling it a techno. Eh? Well, I don't listen to any of that. I listen to metal. <laughs> <laughs> I I listen to all the uh, the rock. And the roll music. I'm very <laughs> hip with the kids, with their technos and their beats and their... See, I I've, I cover this, the broad spectrum. Yeah. But nothing in the middle.
0: Ah, okay. <laughs> <So> I, listen, <laughs> I listen to a lot of classical music and a lot of heavy metal, but nothing in the middle.
1: I, I don't mind listening to most things as long as it's not country music.
0: Yeah, hate that. Yeah. Although... Yeah. Um, my new favourite musician has played metal versions of country music and that's quite
1: amusing. Wow, that would be interesting. Like, it, Let me guess, was it the song about the guy who loved his, his truck and his dog or was it about the one where he came from this shitty little town that no one's heard of but it's the best place ever? Uh, I think he's done one for the latter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's only three songs in country music. The other, the other ones, like, just angry chicks. Oh, oh no, there's one where they they pine over someone who died, or, or oh, a yeah. that died, like a grandfather or something, or a like their yeah. brother who died in war or something. Or just died of old
0: age. Like they lived yeah. a long, happy life, but will still be sad and miserable and sing a song about it
1: for five minutes. Yeah, and then it it slows down at the end and it goes into like a. Acoustic guitar and it's just the acoustic guitar and the, you know, kick for, singing it out For people who
0: for who hate country music, we seem to know an awful lot about it
1: <laughs>
0: Mate, I was subjected to it
1: <laughs>
0: likewise, 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 grew up in the country, it's everywhere Oh, jeez
1: <laughs> Everyone's listening to Slim Dusty, I'm sitting there listening to Metallica Oh man, Did you ever, were you ever forced to listen to Macca in the morning? No, good. No, no, I didn't get that one. Excellent. Okay. He was like, uh, you know how um, uh, what's that guy that sings True Blue? John Williamson. Yeah, he was like a uh, John Williamson, but for morning radio on the ABC. Yeah. John Williamson like...
0: is the uh, the first um, concert I ever attended, and it was oh, because really? my, my parents went along. And it's yeah. a family thing. I think I might have been nine or ten. I can't remember. Um wow. and we all we all sat in an
1: auditorium on chairs
0: and listened to him sing songs.
1: Yeah. yeah. I thought the uh famous spaghetti bolognese incident was the worst thing in your childhood, but it's been over overcome by that. Uh, no nah, that, that caused <laughs> some sort of trauma. <laughs> oh, I hope your mum's
0: listening. Oh <laughs> sure she is. Um, I'm um yes, hello, Mrs. Ferguson. I I see um I see spaghetti bolognese and getting little nervous twitch. Got to eat it. Got to eat it. Buy it. Got eat it. It's, uh, I can I can bypass John Weeps and no dramas these days.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my traumas. Yeah. <laughs> can I uh before we wrap it up, I'd love love to give a big shout out to Katie who was fantastic on the weekend in her radio debut. She was excellent. Uh, really, really funny too. She's she's great. She's going to absolutely kill it. Um, and I want to say, give a shout out to uh, Lara, who's a follower on, um, on Twitter and she listens to the podcast. So thank you for being a really loyal listener, Lara. Awesome. And... We'll do some other quick shout-outs. Um, make sure you check out
0: the starting block. Drop the K on the end. Yeah. Um, tune into them every Wednesday night. You can see them on Twitter on uh, Periscope. So um, tune into them every week. They are just funny bastards. They really are. And you can check out our Twitter account, Fergo Freak Pod. Mm, right. It's growing. us on there. It is growing. It's going well, uh, as is this podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We released about thirty-five episodes last week. It was fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. we've had uh, we've been seeing the records tumble too. So thanks everyone for your support.
0: Absolutely, and uh, yeah, make sure you get over to leaguefreak.com, dot com. Get all your news and opinions. Everything it's all there. Lookalikes. All the good um, stuff. A fantastic article on there about Mitch Moses going to the Broncos.
1: Yeah, very in depth. Really yeah. covered that whole situation. I thought quite well. Borderline journalism. I'm not saying it
0: was, but yeah, it was
1: borderline journalism. It was, Uh, you know what? You could tell the person that wrote it had a soul still. It was interesting. It was Uh, fantastic. And also Uh, get on over to Rugby League Project, right? And there's going to be, you you get all of your stats for Rugby League there. There's going to be a button on the left-hand side. It's a little red button that says donate. You click on that and you just throw all your money into it, just everything. Like, I know your kids need some money to, you know. Their futures don't matter. The world's going to end, okay? We've worked that out. We used up all the resources. We're melting the ice caps. It's going to be a nice sunny ending to all of it. So anything that you're going to save, just donate it to Rugby League Project instead and have awesome rugby league stats as we go up in flames. (laughs) But that, yeah, okay. <laughs> I think you know what I've just I've just worked out the slogan, right? Donate to Rugby League Project, choke a dolphin. You know you want to.
0: Or, everything's called to shit. So, you may as well throw some coins into this money pit. Yeah, it even rhymes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stuff oh, the you. whales. Do you remember when they used to say that humpback whales were going to be extinct? They're fine. Yeah, they're they're fine. fine. I know we stopped eating them and stuff. But still, I mean, come on. Well, I I never ate
0: whale. I'd eat whale. I I never got that hungry.
1: Uh, can you imagine It's a dad
0: joke? It's a dad joke.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I missed it, sorry. So I'm <laughs> I'm I'm seriously sitting here thinking, wonder how much meat you could get off a whale. Oh. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Okay, I've got something wrong with me.
0: I'm just wondering what sauce you'd put with it.
1: Uh, Whatever (laughs) sauce you want. Uh,
0: We went there again. Yes. Alrighty. Uh, Yeah, we'll wrap this one up. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh,
1: We've got a good history piece coming up uh, later on in the week. Mm, It's a good one. So keep an an ear out for that. Uh, And until then... Save the planet, everyone.